An attitude of gratitude creates a life of abundance every time, always. Welcome to Supernormalize, the podcast where we challenge the conventional, break boundaries and normalize the seemingly supernatural. Join me, CJ, as we explore less uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of life experience. My treasured listeners, if you have a life story or healing modality or unique knowledge that you'd love to share, reach out to me at Supernormalized, that's Supernormalized with a Z, at Proton.me. Let's together embrace acceptance of the supernatural and unusual as what it really is, completely normal. Today on Supernormalized, I have the pleasure of introducing Heather Forrester, best-selling author, manifestation strategist, and intuitive healer. Heather is a devoted expert in helping overachieving professionals achieve fulfillment in all areas of their lives by mastering the art of manifestation. Through emotional, mental, and physical alignment with their soul's desires, she enables her clients to attract soul-aligned opportunities and experiences effortlessly. Heather's purpose is to unlock the infinite inner power within individuals, allowing them to take control of their lives and turn their dreams into reality. With her unique tools and methodologies, she supports busy professionals in finding balance, alignment, and helping them to create their own unique flow where anything becomes possible. I'm sure you'll enjoy this interview. I I certainly did. Welcome to Supernormalized, Heather Forrester, and you're a manifester of... uh, of some extreme import because you actually help people to find their way back to manifestation, which is more accurate in their lives. So can you tell us about that? Maybe also give us some of your origin story, how you actually came to do this. I mean, obviously you must have started to have some of your own intuition around manifesting. Um, Yeah, tell us a bit more about you. Yeah, so thanks for having me first and foremost. Um, So yes, I'm a manifestation strategist and intuitive healer. And I specialize in helping people with a concept that I like to call identity entanglement. So they overcome this identity entanglement. And what that kind of means is it's kind of two parts. I break it into two parts. And so the first part is external conditioning. So like this is what society's told you is supposed to be. Your parents told you you're supposed to be. And just you know, this general box that you maybe have put yourself in and it can cloud up like what your soul wants or what uh, is right for you. And you're just kind of doing like the status quo or you're playing it safe. You're not, you know, maybe you have trouble taking risks or whatever. So that's one part of the identity entanglement where we kind of lose ourselves because of that external conditioning. And then the second part is unresolved trauma. So, and that can scare some people, right? But unresolved trauma, uh, the way that I like to look at it and explain it is just unresolved or repressed emotions. So anytime you went through any situation, no matter how big or small it was, if it invoked, you know, uncomfortable emotions and that wasn't dealt with properly, it can be stored in the body and be considered unresolved trauma. So those are two things that I'm I'm an expert in focusing on. And those are the two things, the two main things that I believe block people from being able to manifest intentionally. And like we were talking right before we started, you were talking about how everybody's manifesting, right? We're always manifesting. It is just a natural thing that we do as humans. It's our gift. We're always creating our own reality. But how do we do it intentionally? And how do we really know what we're doing and getting what we want? And I like to call that process, getting to know yourself, just really awakening like to your soul and really awakening to what is aligned with you as an individual and not what, like I said, society told you you needed or your parents told you you needed and really being able to clear out that noise, right? A lot of people have trouble meditating or have trouble focusing. Um, They're like, I can't focus on things because I got all these millions of things to do. And that's generally because there are 
they're overstimulated with unresolved emotions and those emotions are stored. And so when we get to experience and express our emotions individually, so like, it's like we take one emotion at a time and we really start to understand those emotions and we really start to understand the language that the body is speaking in, then that clarity, that focus and that path, those abilities, those abilities to get those visions and the abilities to just know what you need. And that that intuition, that internal guidance system can have a clear pathway to just move forward. And you are you exact you know exactly what you need to do, you know exactly what steps to take, you feel in trust and you feel guided. Right. So that's a kind of a a long bit of what I do and, and what that kind of looks like. And um, so before I jump into like my story, do you have any like questions about that before no. I, I keep going? Because I'll talk your head off. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. It's good. Keep on going when you need to. I, I really appreciate that. And um, if you've got something to say, you've got to say it. That's a good thing. Look, I, I, from what you said there, it actually sounds like you're helping people to become conscious. Like they're yes. already conscious, they're, but how about being com- work, becoming yes. conscious of their consciousness? Yes, exactly. Conscious of their consciousness. Yeah. And so they, and, and that's exactly, so I, I didn't start, I didn't start by calling myself a manifestation strategist. I actually started as a trauma coach. And okay. so when I started as a trauma coach, that's what it kind of evolved into as a manifestation strategist, because you're exactly right. I help people become conscious of their consciousness and what result that provides is mm. they become the driver of their reality. And they become a master manifester because they are intentionally manifesting because that's exactly what happened for me. And that's the process, right? So hopefully (laughs) you're kind of following me there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I totally got it. Yeah, it's like um, sometimes we are actually caught in the drivers, which are um, like a a sense of obligation to a story, which probably isn't exactly true. So it's good to figure out what is actually true for you and then moving through that. And obviously that's what you're helping people to do is guiding them on that path to self-discovery and relieving them from the the pressures and the stress of the obligations. But, you know, there's still, you know, there still will be obligations. Things have to be done in life right. to a certain degree. But it, Well, you know, and I think too, I think the biggest tool is just awakening them to the power of their own minds and the power of their own thoughts and their words, because it's like, I was actually just talking with a client earlier today and she had told me that she over the last couple of weeks uh, in between our sessions, uh, she was invited to do a fire walk. And she's like, I've never done something like that before, but I wanted to go try it. She said, I did a really good job. I think I did too good of a job because I said it was cold and I think it almost froze my feet. You know, she's walking on fire. And um, basically they taught them, they were like, you know, it will burn you if you if you believe it will burn you. But if you don't and we set the right intentions and we get our mind right, you will be just fine. It will not burn you at all. And that's exactly what the whole thing is. It doesn't matter what it is, whether you're doing the fire walk or you are simply, let's say, struggling with social anxiety, but you want to meet the love of your life or you want to get a job or a promotion or whatever the case is. It's how you are telling your story with the social anxiety. It's it's the words and the story and the meaning and the expectations we're putting on to that social anxiety that is creating the experience. So it's helping people see those powers and really just step into it. And and really, because like I was telling you a little bit, I think before we started, my main thing is the yin and the yang concept. And I believe like we are only whole, we will always have both. We always have our inner darkness. We always have our inner light. And the only way to be whole and the only way to be have inner peace and inner fulfillment and like that clarity and that groundedness to move us forward. So not only are we safe, but we're growing, right? Because sometimes growth feels unsafe and it feels like mm. we're taking risks. So we need both. We need the groundedness. We need the safety, but we also need ascension and growth. And so the yin and the yang, when they are balanced, helps make that possible. And so the main concept that I teach is I, I kind of actually help people fall in love with their dark side, if you will. So it's like I help them kind of it's kind of like shadow work, you know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of mainstream. People maybe have heard of shadow work, right? Yeah. So it's like digging up all your shadows and, and really bringing them and falling in love with them so that they can be a part of you instead of something that we reject and something that we lose about ourselves. And when we bring that wholeness, what happens is now we're fully accepting ourselves. Now we're fully embracing ourselves. Now we really know who we are. Now we're in control of our emotions. And now we're just 
completely in internal alignment. And when we're in internal alignment, everything external starts to follow because our universe is just a reflection, a mirror of what's happening inside. Anything I will see in you or anything I see in the world is just a reflection. It's kind of my sign of like what's happening in my own mind and body. So when we bring that internal awareness and get that internal alignment, then the external world starts to put in place as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. How did that happen to you? So <laughs> my story is a long one, but it's it's an interesting one. I, I love my story. Um, so I, I'm I'm pretty young. I'm only 26. So when I was 20 years old, my father passed away unexpectedly. I had I was running my first business and I had just opened uh, the doors. And maybe two weeks later, I got a call. He had passed away unexpectedly. And my dad was my best friend. So this ruined me. Like, well, obviously mm. it didn't ruin me, but at the time it the felt time like it I did. was ruined. Yeah. And um, and I, I was really, it was really hard. And the only reason I believe I was able to even make it out of that because was thankfully I was married at the time. And so what happened was my husband kind of took my dad's place. Like I put him, mm. I was like, okay, you have to be my dad now, kind of like in, in the least weird way possible, <laughs> you know? And uh, then I ended up getting pregnant and I had my, my daughter. And, um, unfortunately, even though I was, I was barely, I was hanging on by a thread, you know, that pregnancy and then the postpartum, it really was hard for me because that thread became very clear that I was not very, a very stable person. And I was really young and cause I had went through a lot of sexual trauma, uh, physical abuse, verbal abuse. I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. So like all of that after my dad died and then I got pregnant, all of that started coming up. And like, it was things that I had just been kind of sweeping under the rug. You know, it's like yeah, society's right. like, ah, get over it. You're fine. You're cool. And all of that kind of started shaking my world. Wow. And then to put the icing on the cake, but it, it had to happen because I would have, I would have done my perpetual, like sweep it under the rug. Well, when my daughter, um, when I got pregnant towards the end of my pregnancy and then right after my daughter was born, things started re being really weird with my husband. And my husband was actually transitioning genders behind my back. And so when my daughter was four months old, I they wrote me a letter. They're like, hey, I'm transitioning. And like, it's like, I was kind of like having that feeling, but like, it was one of those things, like I was like asking and like, they were telling me no. And oh, anyways, my. it was a crazy thing. Yeah. And so when my husband essentially didn't exist anymore, the only thread that I had was my daughter, this infant who had no emotion. And I had, you know, I had connection to her, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't another adult. I did. I was very lost anyway. So I had yeah. extreme postpartum depression. So, and this was all happening back to back, like one event after another. And mm -hmm. so in the spiritual community, maybe you've heard of this. It's called, it's what they would call like the dark night of the, soul, night of the soul. And yeah. it's where everything goes wrong <laughs> and your time. entire yeah. life just crumbles yeah. right before you. And so after my dad died, I started to awaken, but then I got pregnant and I started giving this false sense of like, I'll be okay. Cause I have my husband. And then I lost my husband and, and I was like, away. the universe oh. is just like, no, 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 you're not okay. And you cannot run from this anymore. Oh, and so I just resilience. went, yeah. So I just went through like a massive spiritual awakening all at once. And I started, I cut everybody off. Like my, I'm telling it was the craziest thing. All of my friends that I had, they were not good friends. They did something oh. to really hurt me. Oh, no. So like I, I had to cut everybody off. I was alone, not by choice. Well, like it was my choice, but like not because I wanted to be alone and be healthy. I was alone because I was like, I don't trust anybody. You know, I was like, I was like, I'm a hermit now. Don't don't I'm not opening the doors for anybody. And when I became alone, I was forced to really like look at myself and like yeah. what life I had created. Yeah. And I was like 22 at the time. And so it was a lot of information just pouring up and out of me. And I really just started to realize I didn't know who I was. Everything that I had selected in my life was based on what society told me I needed to select. And 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 all of that trauma previously, you know, the abuse that I had experienced in my younger years, starting at four years old, I had never dealt with. And so I grew up really quickly. And that dark night of the soul really just 
you know, sped so much things up for me. And it just brought all of that, like, boom, boom, boom. Hey, you went through all this stuff. You really need to like, look at this in and really dissect it. And like, that's why I'm, I believe I'm the expert in what I do because I had to dissect all of that uh, unresolved trauma and external conditioning from that started. I mean, I know it started whenever I was in the womb because my mom didn't want me like it was an accident. Like she, so all of that energy, I started absorbing that in the womb. And so anyways, I awoken to all of this information and all of this knowledge, like kind of immediately, like all, like it was a very quick process for me to awaken to it. And I don't know if you know anything about like human design, but I'm a manifesting generator. So for a manifesting generator, like your destiny is to just do things quickly. (laughs) And so like when I started to awaken, it was just massively fast. And so that's, one of the reasons why I believe like, cause everybody's like, how are you so young? Like they don't believe my age. They're like, people don't experience what you've experienced in that short of a period. And I'm just like, well, I, I think I've lived like a thousand lives probably like, yeah, I'm probably. Just... Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel anyways. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, I've been yeah, here a yeah. few times. Yeah. <laughs> and when you looked at the travel brochure this time, you went, Oh, that looks like a bit hard, but ah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you know, when I was younger, like in that period between like 19 and, and then 22, it was, I was like dead, you know, I I was, I was totally victim mindset, you know, before I I woke up, it was all of my life. I was, I was the victim. I was the victim. Everything bad happens to me. And that's exactly what it was. I had to realize, holy crap, I have been setting myself up to be tortured based on how I see myself. And that was a hard pill to swallow, you know, and it can, and it can trigger a lot of people when I'm saying like, I don't mean that I was responsible for all of my abuse. I'm not saying that I deserved it, but I was unknowingly inviting it. Yeah. Unconscious to it. You you invited in through your unconsciousness around it, which is bizarre. Exactly. And that's why it is such a strong, passion and mission for me to help people awaken to that consciousness, to be conscious of what they are inviting and, and what they are creating. Because I li- I spent my entire life unconsciously creating extreme trauma. And it was, it, it's just not something that I want my daughter to experience. It's not something I want anybody to experience. And if I can help people in a big way, get ahead of that, and wake up and ascend and, and 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 change like flip the script because that's what I did for myself that's 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 what I live for like it's 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 not the only thing that I live for but it is one of the bigger things like it's like it feels like my biggest passion my biggest purpose here on earth so brilliant brilliant so when you help work with people with this you know background that you have and the experience you've been through um how like, how do they actually know that they they need you I mean, it must be something like that. Well, point. you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't question the how part okay. necessarily. Like, you know, I don't know if you've heard that, like when you're yeah, manifesting, yeah, yeah. you don't question right. the how, right? Yeah. All I know is I share my story and I share what I teach, right? It's like something about those words. Whenever, as soon as I mention certain key phrases, it's like there's a soul connection with my clients. Like every client that I've ever had, they're like, you said this, and this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is what I'm learning. They're usually searching. So I don't, typically my clients where they're at, they're not in a phase of like, they're not in my 19 to 22 year old phase where it was like victim mentality, like really lost. It's a little bit right after that where they're like, okay, there's something off here. And I think like I can make a difference. And then Mm -hmm. they start to kind of go into this search for something. And then they find me and they're like, Oh my God, like what you're teaching. Like, I want to know this. Like, I'm super excited for that work. Like when I tell them like, Hey, we're going to bring up all of your darkness and we're going to fall in love with it. They're like, yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) That like, I don't know what it is, but like, that's, that's how people know me is like whenever I am super honest about, hey, 
we're going to fall in love with all of these things that scare the hell out of you. And that, I don't know, there's just something about that. That's like, that's exactly what I need. And I don't know, like, it's like the universe just gives me the words and, and then the people who are searching for that, they fit, you know what I'm saying? And it's not even a, it almost feels like it's not even a question. They come into my world, we connect and it's like, yeah, I'm let's go. I want to be a part of this. Sounds like you're manifesting the people that need it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so when you say like, how do they know? Like, that's been my experience. It just seems like I, what the words that I'm sharing, it seems like yeah. that's just what my people are searching for. And it's like, we're just like a good fit, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like they've reached that point where they're asking, who am I? What am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? Exactly. And then by chance, they find you the right chance. Exactly. Because I mean, think about it. If somebody's not in that phase of who am yeah. I, what am I, like, what are they, how are they even going to find this podcast or how are they even going right. to find right. whatever other thing? Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. to be in a sense of search. You that's know, they it. have to be in somewhat of a search to land on me. And that's, that's been my strategy thus far. And that's, that's, that's how I operate. And I don't want to, I don't want to be convincing people that they have a problem. Like if they're lost or they're, they're, they're so unconscious, I want to help those people, but I just trust so deeply that if I meant for them, when it's time for them to start to question, I'll be there. Yeah. When they're ready, they come. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Okay. So when you work with people, obviously you're using your intuition. Um, was that something you discovered over time or is that something that was just always innate with you from a very young age? Because a lot of people find that I find often. So it's funny. It's it's something that's been innate with me from a very young age. I've all, My strongest psychic ability is um, Claire uh cognizance so what that means is like i just know i just know and my second one is claire uh claire visual i don't know there's the claire's anyways like the where i can see images so it's like if i know something or feel i know something feel something and see something yeah but as i've developed them i kind of have them all so sometimes i hear things but Anyways, I've always known things. So it's like, I remember the first time that distinctively I remember feeling it was when I was growing up. I grew up in a half and half kind of religious sense. So like my parents were divorced. So my dad was extremely religious. My mom was not. And so I had kind of both in my ear telling me like what was right and what was wrong. And um, so because I had a better relationship with my dad, I was kind of leaning into what he was saying for a long time. But then I started questioning because I've, I've always been very analytical. I've always been very balanced in terms of like stability, logic, science, and analytical stuff. And then like growth, ascension, like I love like magic and, and all the things, but I've always been very balanced between the two. And I love like, I feel my best, like it feels like something is going off inside of me when they both collide, when they both collide. And it, it makes sense. This is why I'm like so obsessed with like neurology and uh, uh, quantum physics and stuff like that. Cause it's like, oh my God, like all the, all the spiritual stuff like starts to make sense there. And it's just, it, 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 it really feels good for me. So when I started questioning the spirituality and uh, the religion that my dad had, that you weren't allowed you weren't allowed to question it so then i kind of went off and i just had a knowing like something's not right but i those abilities weren't nurtured in me when i was that young so whenever i had those thoughts i kind of went 180 degrees so i went like in the completely opposite direction because there was no middle path and it wasn't until i kind of awakened after my dad died that I started. And then after my husband went through his transition and and we divorced, I was able, and I was alone, I was able to kind of figure out that I was allowed to make my own way and figure out like, it didn't have to be one way. It didn't have to be black or white. I started to realize like that never felt right for me. So I always intuitively knew that wasn't right, but because I didn't understand that was an intuitive message or a download that I was having, I just kind of 
you know, I never quite, I just kind of went black or white and, and I went with whatever felt better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. uh, but then whenever I got older and I went through that awakening, then I started to realize it doesn't have to be black or white and I get to make, and I, and I started getting more messages. And, and when I started to really question, like, who am I? And started to, uh, start to understand like why I'd created so many things. That's when more of those, um, abilities started to awaken. And, and like I said, it was a very, it was a rather quick process because it's something I've always had, but I haven't always been conscious to it or understood it. Right. So you owned it more so by becoming aware of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm 100% somebody who believes every single one of us carries these abilities and it is a matter of awareness to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so how does somebody actually create long lasting personal transformation considering the way that you do things so in for me in my experience personal transformation comes from when you are at inner peace and inner fulfillment yeah. so that's the main thing so the the third and final phase i always say is the master of evolution like in my program or in my process that i do so the two things that i teach the first phase is awakening the soul. So it's like awakening like who you are, your clarity. And in that moves us into phase two. And phase two is that that shadow work, if you will. It awakens the insecurities, the excuses, the external uh, conditioning, the unresolved trauma. It starts to pull all of that up. So then we have to build a new relationship to those things. And in those things, what happens is now we have confidence to start our business. Now we have confidence to go live on Facebook. Now we have confidence to go find the, the love of our life. And so as we, as we gain one confidence or, or one level of healing and we, we achieve one level of goals, then a new level of insecurities comes in. So like, think about like, okay, so now I go live, right? But now the next level is, okay, now I want to speak on stage on public speaking. That's a, a, a totally different ballgame. So now there's new insecurities. Mm -hmm. And so now there's a new level of healing that I need to do. So the personal transformation, long lasting personal transformation for my work comes from the fact that now you can build a, you can, a, you can manifest soul aligned success and continuously evolve in your life because after every single stage of your life or every single goal, you're going to go, you're going to need to be able to have the tools to create the clarity and create the healing so that you don't fall back into old patterns or um, get af too afraid to, to keep going. And so, because what I, what I believe, and another thing is I believe I work with people who not necessarily want like to be millionaires or, or massive success. It's not that, but they, I, I attract a lot of people who want to help others as well, like who, who are very intrigued by healing themselves and also in their own way. Like I attract a lot of, um, different types of healers. And so they, they, they want to be able to put themselves out there in a big way. So the personal transformation is being able to make those goals. And then as you get new goals to be able to have the tools to continue to go forward mm -hmm. and to be at peace within yourself while you're doing it. Because the key to success is being able to fail over and over again, or being able to be afraid and do it anyways. And the only yes. way you can fail and be okay, or be afraid and be okay, is if you have a good relationship to stress, to mm -hmm. failure, to insecurities, yes. not because you're never going to be afraid again, but yeah. because of the relationship you have with it. Mm -hmm. So you build up people's strength and resilience to life itself. So people don't take things personally yes. rather than. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. Like, um, and uh, I love that. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm like, okay, we've got a big, long story. And it makes sense to me. And you get it. You get it. I love oh, that. I get it. You, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you totally got that. That's exactly it. And that's exactly what I say. Like, I want to set you up because it's, it goes back to the yin and the yang. Just, you don't want to get like super, it's not about being high and low because there's always going to be a good period and there's always going to be a bad period right around yeah. the corner. And the bad period's not going to last. There's going to be another good period. So if we can get to a place where we're kind of neutralized in yes. all of it and we're appreciating the, the good for what it is, and then we're also appreciating the bad for what it is, we don't have to go through this emotional 
roller coaster and mess up our nervous system and create a bunch of disease and sickness and illness. And that's the main thing. So it is the personal transformation is just that strength and resilience to genuinely get through life and handle life while reaching your goals and being successful and overcoming anything that might be sabotaging you like perfectionism or procrastination um, or, uh, you know, negative self-talk or low self-esteem or that inner critic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about writing a book like, which is uh, how to kick out your inner asshole. So, because <laughs> so many of us have it. It's like, if you had a friend that was like that in the room, you'd probably slap him. You know what I mean? Like, no, don't talk to me like that. And yeah, all, exactly. and, and and when we're in, in the, I don't know, I, you know, the in, inner self-talk um, mode, that's, that's so abusive. Um, you, you don't realize it until you step back from it and go, wait a minute, I don't need that. Well, and you know, I love that you're mentioning this because it's it's actually what I believe makes it is something you really unique that I do. Yeah. Because I would almost I, I don't know, do you know anything about tarot? Maybe yes. uh you're I'm familiar a tarot with reader, Okay, years. so <laughs> I consider the way I look at our inner asshole or our inner critic, I look at that negative parts of us as the swords. We are those are oh, our absolutely. swords. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing. Yes, in the real world, we might say get out or we might try to let them go. And to an extent, I get that method. But for me personally, that method is not what has been the reason I have success. My method is more so why are the swords valuable? And why, how can I live in harmony with the swords? Because for me, my insecurities ain't going nowhere. Yeah. My inner asshole ain't going nowhere, but the more I love her <laughs> and the more right. I look for her value, yeah. the more harmonious she is with me and the less, the less I see her as a problem and the more I see her as a gift. And that's how she, okay. so the inner asshole doesn't leave. It's the way I see her and the way I see her changes. So when the way I see her changes, now my experience with her changes and she changes and she changes. Yeah. So she never leaves. We just create a new dynamic. Mm. So you go from like the seven of swords all the way up to the ace of swords. <laughs> yeah. Pure mental yeah, clarity exactly. without interference. Yes. Mm, yeah. Cool. So but yeah, that's, that's my, um, I don't know, uh, my angle, like that's my point of view when it comes to healing or being able to get shit done, you know, excuse my language, but to be able to show up and just keep going to me, it's, it's how harmonious are you with that stuff that tries to mess you up because yeah. it's only messing you up because you're telling it you, the story is this is bad. This okay. is a bad part of me and we're pushing it. Right. But when we become harmonious with it, there is that resistance goes away. And now all of a sudden you've got your, your sword, which is your protector and your grounder. And, you know, you're kind of tough lover, you know, like they tough love you to get it done. And so when you become harmonious with your sword, mm. now you're safe. Now, not only can you take risks and, and achieve your goals, but you've got a backbone that is going to protect you. It's going to ground you and it's going to keep you thinking and seeing clearly. Right. So that way you can ascend and have all the magic in front of you, but you're grounded with that sword. Okay. And, and that guide, I look at them, I transform them from our blocks or our energy drainers or our, are the things that hold us back into our motivators, into our protectors, uh -huh. our guides, our grounders, our gifts. Yeah. It's like Mars, like Mars energy. Yeah, I can see that. That's interesting. So, okay. So instead of it being an inner jerk or, or whatever, um, you actually take it aside and really listen to it and find out what it's actually trying to tell you. Yeah, we, we communicate and I'm just like, Hey, I hear you. Like I let it kick and scream. I let it cuss me out. I'll <laughs> let it throw a jab at me. It's not going to hurt me. It's mm. not going to hurt you. Ah. I close my eyes. If it wants to punch me, what is it? Punch me. Punch yeah. me, cuss me out, throw your tantrum. I'm here for you. Nice. And then I mother it. It's a very feminine approach. And then I mother it. Yeah. And then I'm there for it. And I show it that I I believe I trust it. I acknowledge it. It's allowed to be here. Okay. It's here for a reason. 
I don't believe it's a coincidence that every single person on this earth has doubts and insecurities. Absolutely. Mm. We're meant to have them for a reason. And when we look at them as when we start treating them like they're here for a reason, my whole world, my whole life changed. Because like I said, I went from victim to victor. And the only way I did that is because I started loving the victim instead. Okay. Okay. So this creates more emo- emotional awareness and mm-hmm. inner stability. Do you, yeah. like you obviously you must have techniques to doing that. I mean, yes. you, you say yeah. you use your intuition. I'm, it is. It's intuitive. So like my intuition, uh, it's when someone's talking to me is when yeah. the intuition comes in. So it's oh, like okay. when someone's telling me their pro- their issue or their challenge or what their thoughts are, intuitively I'll pick up an image or a feeling or a a message, and mm. then. I'm a meditation instructor, so I use meditation to go in and we'll identify the energy, we'll create a character, we'll build a relationship, we'll have conversation, we'll give these things that's inside of us what they need through the art of meditation. So that's that's my I, I'm just meditative. Yeah, right. So when you medit when you teach meditation, is that a meditation? It's like a guided hypnosis type meditation? So yeah. I- you could uh, call it like it's definitely guided. So I will guide it. And basically it's it's just a conversation. So essentially yes. you could imagine um, uh, I just did it with a client today, for example. Um, I We were talking about like what was going on and I could feel it. I could feel it in my chest. I was like, okay, so I am feeling like a fire, you know, like I'll tell her what I'm feeling. And she's like, yeah, it's, it, it's I feel angry. I feel resentment or whatever. And she'll kind of go in and I'll say, okay, close your eyes. And then I'll, I'll say, okay, just take a few deep breaths. And and where is that in your body? You know, so like, I feel it. I already kind of know a little bit, not fully, but I already, I, I'm feeling it with them. And yeah. so I'm just like, kind of, I, I need more information. So like I bring them in and then I go with them and I'm just like, okay, where is it in your body? What is it? Okay. So now what's it look like? How big is it? What's the texture? You know, and, yeah, and it's not right. always that. Yeah, it's yeah. not always that it's it just depends on what's needed so if it's an emotion yes. or if it's an energy we might give it a, a character through color and size and texture but if it's a part of you it might be an inner child or an mm. inner teenager mm-hmm. or um i don't know if that makes sense so it might it be physically the person so i'm like yeah. imagine that five-year-old yeah and then once we call forward either the energy or the entity the part of them whatever it is we go in and we identify it we we locate it now we're having a conversation okay what's their energy like what do they need to do is there anything that they need to express right now just without judgment let them be there right mm-hmm. and then like i said they might cuss they might scream they might yell they might cry they might immediately tell like telepathically make you feel like you want to hug them or hold their hand or or whatever right so it's like it's an energy thing but the main thing is i is locating it in that meditation and then just check it out have a conversation just like you would with your child or your parents or a friend and what are they afraid of why are they freaking out what's going on what can you do for them right and then what why are they here? What what are they what are they doing? Like what what what's caused them to show up? Mm-hmm. And it's always it is I have never had one experience where it's just a genuine demon inside of us that just needs to be exercised. It is they're they're afraid. They're like, "Hey, you got hurt before and I'm here to protect you." And so I'm I'm going to keep you from building this relationship with this person you like, because what if they cheat on you or what if this or whatever? Right. So, but you're viewing them as, oh my God, like I suck. Like there's this like little asshole inside of me that sabotages everything. Right. But when you really go inside and you start to build this relationship and you identify, you're like, Hey, what's up? Like, why are you here? Then you start to realize, oh, you've been burned before. Yeah. And you're trying to protect me. And now yeah. you nobody helped you feel safe nobody helped you understand mm-hmm. that burn mm-hmm. and nobody helped you realize hey we're living life we get stuck the body will keep that score and we get stuck and so anytime we try to move forward we're right back because that insecurity or that fear or that little asshole will come up and, drag and it'll tell you nope 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 you're not safe so mm-hmm. it'll do something to make you act an ass or it'll make you think you can't do something, right? You'll be like, no, you're not good enough. 
Don't do this because, well, it's going to do anything it can to trick you to not potentially get hurt again. It's not real. It doesn't really think you suck or it doesn't really think you're not worthy. It's just trying to protect itself. It's scared. Yeah, It's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So once people clear their their path and um, are finding more stability in life, you're you're a guide towards their um, consistent and positive manifestation. How does that how does that play out for you, and how does that play out for them? So, what, from my experience, I've been doing this for going on four years now. So, from my experience, ha- and I've been and I have clients that I've had since I started coaching. Still. Um, So, you know, a lot of uh, my clients, basically in the beginning, the very beginning, the first three to six months, sometimes maybe a little longer, depending on the person and the situation, is all about just inner healing. It's all about just clarity for who who they are and, and that inner stability. So, and then we start to awaken like, okay. I really want to be an energy healer. And so because I'm an energy healer, I'm a Reiki master, I actually teach people and I can certify people. So they might choose to continue with me. And then I'm also a a business owner and I've owned multiple businesses. So if they want to start their own business, they might choose me to nurture their business starting skills. So I, because I've experienced a lot and because I've achieved a lot and because I have a lot of knowledge under my belt, I believe it not always, but like, I believe the reason my clients stay with me so long-term is because I have so many tools. So it's like the first initial part of it is just awakening them to who they are in their path and their confidence and their inner stability. And then once they have that stability, and I've also, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the twin flame journey, but I've also attracted my twin flame. I'm with my twin flame currently. Um, So I'm very well versed in attracting your aligned soulmate your business, all areas of life, I've pretty much kind of, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but I've, I've got kind of my ducks in a row, if you will, with my career, my own physical health, my love life and in all of the things. So generally speaking, once they get that foundation, a lot of my clients will choose to continue with whatever their next step is, whether they want to really focus hard in on that health, or if they want to focus hard in on their love life or their business, whatever it is. So, and then we just kind of go through and then we start to take action steps. And then along the way, more insecurities will come up, more fear, more doubt, more of that inner critic will come up. We've got to build more relationships. We've got to go deeper. I like to say healing comes in layers. So yeah, you might heal your fear of abandonment or you might heal your uh, fear of rejection wound, right? But the next time something happens, like let's say you healed your fear of of abandonment in relationships um, or rejection in relationships, but now you're going to start a business and now that's a whole new rejection. Mm. And so it's like there, there's just different dynamics and there's different angles to healing. And, and it's kind of like, a, I like to look at healing and certain things like boundary setting or patience or loving your darkness, those are daily choices. Those aren't like things you're going to, oh, I was patient today. I'll be patient forever. It's not a box you check off. Oh, I loved my rejection today, my insecurities today. I'll love them forever. They're going to come back. And that's another reason why I think they they and I'm very honest about that. This is this is a lifelong choice. Mm. The healing and the work is a lifelong choice. So I'm very on. And that's another reason why I believe clients stay with me long term, because even if things are going well or they're reaching their goals, they like to have that like kind of back and forth and that knowing like if they get stuck, I can quickly kind of get them out of that rut or like I can help them identify blocks because that's another thing we're kind of biased to ourselves. So sometimes we think we're, we're being the master manifester, we're being positive and and we're loving ourselves, but we're rejecting parts of ourselves or we're blocking parts of ourselves. We're not fully in flow and we're not realizing it though. We're not catching it. So if they, even if they think things are good and they'll come to a session and then they'll talk and I'll, I'll say like, okay, I'll intuitively feel into it, you know? Mm. And that's, that's one of the main reasons they stay. So I don't know, hopefully that's answering your question, but because I've got that, many 
areas of life kind of checked off and like I've made a lot of progress and reached a lot of goals in all areas, they can work on whatever they want to work on all at once because that's my clients. They they want all of it. You know, like that's me too. I want all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they, they get to work on all of it and they stay long term because it's 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 a it's a choice, you know, with if you don't constantly use boundary setting, loving your darkness, patience, they're like muscles, you'll lose them. Yeah. You have to choose it every day. You're helping them then to create clear goals and manifest with ease by this method. Right, right. Okay. So how do people um, get to create a soul aligned career using your understanding? So it, that's it, it, the soul aligned career. Any When I say soul aligned, it's because that first initial part of the, the process is you've awakened to your soul is. Yes. Now you know what your desires are. And, and also part of that is reconnecting with like your inner child, your inner teenager, your young adult, anything that needs to be connected with because they hold the answers. They hold a lot of the keys of who you are and what your gifts are and what you are meant to be and your purpose. And so that process looks a lot like kind of exploring things you were interested in or jobs that you've had before. And basically my process for that kind of looks like I create a lot of manifestos for my clients. So whether they want a soul aligned relationship or a soul aligned career, we need to figure out what do they think that looks like. And then when they figure out what they think that looks like, they need to experience for themselves. So like, for example, if they think they want this kind of person, right? So all these qualities, are you those qualities? And if you're not some of those qualities, what would what would you need to do to align to those qualities, right? Uh, and then do you... Right. So like, I remember when I created my relationship manifesto, there was some on there that I thought that I wanted. And then so I would make myself go do some of those things. And I was like, okay, this is... I don't actually like this. I don't want to do that. <laughs> You know, so then you start to figure out because there's a lot of sometimes you think you want something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but we then you go try it and you're like, yeah. well, that's nice. And I like those things, but I'm actually yeah. a homebody or or whatever. Like I yeah. want to be here and I want somebody else that's a homebody. I don't want somebody that's, you know, like got to do all something the all the time yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so sometimes we think we want eccentric, but we really want calm. You know? Stable. And yeah. So, yeah. So. <laughs> It's it's good to do the and then the same with the career. So it's yes. like what what jobs have you had? Um, what what skills do you have? What are you what are you really what are you an expert at? And what are you passionate about? Whether you're an expert at it or not. And then we kind of dial into those things. Well, what are you an expert at? And you're passionate about. And then sometimes there's that belief work, right? Because sometimes they'll say, "Well, I'm passionate about this, but I'm not an expert at it," and that's not the truth. There's a lot. Most of the time that your passions and your expertises will align and you're just maybe not seeing it because like there's something inside of you saying oh you're not good at this or whatever and you've got to mm. and that's that's another thing i do a lot of belief work because if we've got a thought that says this isn't possible for us or i'm not good at this well that's exactly what we'll experience it's like our brain just shuts off from being able to see the possibility and like I remember I used to tell this is a story I love to tell. Um, so I got I, I used to get tattoos. I don't really get tattoos anymore because I used to smoke a lot of weed and get tattoos whenever I was like upset or whatever. But now I don't I'm sober. I've been sober for going on three years and I don't I tattoos like I'm like, no, I I want my comfort. You had enough. <laughs> um but anyways, I was going to get a tattoo when I first started this and uh uh, I was sober and it was rough, but I, I had to get this uh, tat this tattoo finished because it wasn't finished. And so I was there and I was like, oh, I really like this flower. And uh, I was like, what's the name of that flower? And she's like, it's a chrysanthemum. And I was like, oh, I'll never remember that. I I'm not good at remembering information like that. And I caught myself. I was like, I just told myself I wasn't capable of this. And yeah. so then I said, you know what? Yes, I will. What's the name again? She said, it's a chrysanthemum. And I said, it's a chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum. And I just said it over and over and over again. And now years, years later, I can tell you guys the name of the, the flower that's on my body yes. <laughs> um, because I found it, you know, I found it on Pinterest or something. I'm like, I want this thing on my arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I and I didn't even know like what it was like. It just looks really pretty. So uh, <laughs> anyway, so now I know the name and it was a, it was proof like, if you tell yourself you're not going to know something or you can't do something like meditate or or X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, that will be your experience. But if you catch yourself 
and you change it to, well, what if I can? And then the solution, right? So then immediately I was like, well, what if I can remember this? And how can I, how can I remember this? Then I immediately was taken back like to a memory in like school. Well, what did I have to do to remember how to like say spell words? You'd have to write them over and over and over again, right? So I just started saying it over and over and over again, probably the whole time I got the tattoo and now I know it, yeah. right? Like I, I memorized it. I was like, I did whatever I could because I was like, instead of saying I can't do this, I said, how can I? Yeah, I've got to say. And so yeah. I do a lot of that because it'll, when we say we can't or we when we look at things through the lens of it's not possible, it's not. Yeah. So we have to remove those blinders and then we have to start to dive into those passions. And before we start and sit here and, and start a career or or open up a business, we need to experience those things. Go practice it mm. and go put mm. yourself out there. I uh, Step into that identity. See how that feels. These things will confirm it. And so then we start to build the soul aligned career path. And, but it's, you know, it's that process of, We've got to clear the blinders that tell us uh, that that limit possibilities. And then we we really focus on like, what what are we already good at? And what are we already passionate about? And how can we practice those things? Or how can we get in proximity with those things and those experiences and start to identify with it and see if it's a fit? Mm-hmm. Because it, if it's not a fit, it always leads to what is. Right, right, right. You describe creating a manifesto of as a part of your process. Uh, when you're doing that, it's you know basically writing things down and um, putting together a full understanding of yourself and what your needs are and what's actually true about you. Um, isn't that a spell? I mean, what isn't a spell? <laughs> aren't yeah. all words spells? And yeah, aren't, aren't we always, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The casting, you know, like, aren't we always yeah. doing things like that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, look, I agree that that's the way the world is. I just thought I'd lead you into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just like to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've been describing all this and actually is around the idea of an understanding of um, an abundant mindset. Can you describe anything else around that process? Um, of creating an absolute abundant mindset and creating unwavering certainty. So the abundant mindset is gratitude. And so gratitude, but a little bit deeper. It's gratitude, but not just for the surface of like, oh yeah, I'm grateful I got this computer right now and I got a job and, you know, the things that it's easy to be grateful for. It's what will help you create genuine gratitude? Because, right, like if you if you just start saying, I'm grateful for my car, if you haven't really developed gratitude, a, a genuine sense of gratitude for life and like what you what you have, it will feel surface level. Now, so what I teach is I teach, again, kind of going back to your dark side and, and the things that you complain about, right? So think about money, okay? If you like your job and your income, but that feels surface level, how are you treating money? How are you treating the things that you're buying? How do you look at the gas that you purchase or the milk that you buy or or the groceries or anything else that you're investing in? Do you call it expensive? Do you, you know, complain about the price? Are you anxious when you think about spending the money? We're not actually grateful for the money. We can think we are, but it's it's not we're un, we're unintentionally taking it for granted because so the thing that i teach the the most instant thing that kind of it helped me is instead of focusing on the price and how much it costs how can you focus on what you're getting and why it's valuable right, right? so do you need it so like i stopped calling my bills bills i started calling them services right like I don't pay Wi-Fi bill. I don't pay utility bills. Like these are services that I need that I'm extremely grateful for. And they are, they are like when I start to look at things like services or necessities that I get to have, the price on them is like, wow, this is totally worth it. Like this is cheap. You know, this for, for what I'm getting for this heat and this air and this indoor plumbing and all of these things, this is a nothing. That price is nothing. And so it's it's the way. It's again, it's the story and it's the perspective that you're putting upon these things. 
right? So it's like, oh, I'm grateful for my husband, but he does this and this and this. What, right? He like we're complaining about these things, right? But how are you focusing on what he like what he is doing well, and what you do? Why why do you appreciate him, right? Instead of instead of oh yeah, I love him, but we've got to flip that. We've got to flip this. I love him because I love him because, or I'm happy to pay for these groceries. And once I flip that, I I don't even look at the price of like food, like, or anything. Like when it rings up, I don't, I just, I'm like, I need this food. I want this food. I love this food. I'm so happy. I have this food, you know? And like, I'm teaching, I'm actually teaching my partner. uh, He's gotten so much better over the years, but like whenever I'd ring up food, I'm like, not even thinking about the price. He's like, gosh, it's that much money. I'm like, it's what am I talking about? It's amazing. <laughs> it's keeping us alive. You know? and, yeah, we're alive. We're alive. We get to have this stuff. We're gonna have a full fridge. This is amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's like, okay, okay, you know. And yeah, yeah. we just slowly start to to change that that energy around it, right? And so now his relationship, just by being around me with money, is is completely different because of the way. Like, I don't complain about any of that stuff. He said one of the reasons, like when we first met, one of the reasons he fell in love with me, like. Our first date, my transmission went out of my car and I like was like, oh, it's okay. And I started loving my car and I started like, I was like, I like, I said, I'm going to give it Reiki and it got us home. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's because of me. I don't know if it's because of me, but I believed it. You know, I was like, I'm going to just give it Reiki the whole way home and it got us home. And, and he's like, most people would be cussing and freaking out and like, you know, thinking like, this is the worst, like this is going to cost so much money. And you're over here, like giving Reiki to your car. <laughs> That is excellent. I love that story. <laughs> and that's it. Like, and when b- things go bad, I don't start cursing it. I start loving it. Like, yeah, I'm look at like, it the other no, way. Like, I'm so happy. Like, and that's genuine gratitude. And that is an attitude of gratitude creates a life of abundance every time, always. Absolutely. That's just so perfect. And I think that's an excellent place for us to wind up the podcast as well. That's that's just perfect. I love it. Everything here you've said today has blown my mind in different ways. And, um, you know, I, I think I know what I'm doing, but yeah, I, I'm touched by everything you've said. So I really Aww, appreciate well, your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you. I'm super glad I got to be here. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask you, could you tell people where to find you and about your podcast as well? Um, I think people would love to hear it. And I'm, I'm going to sign up myself too. Yeah. And so um, I'm actually um, tr- evolving the the podcast is with somebody else. Um, so I'm actually going to focus more on like my own page and my own videos and stuff um, yeah. eventually. So the best place to find me is on Facebook. So it's facebook.com slash holistic healer Heather. And I have a Facebook group that you can join. You can find that on my profile. Um, And I also have a YouTube channel. So in my Facebook group, I go live every week uh, with different tips and tools. And and I also do events every once in a while or challenges. Um, um, I'm actually about to launch uh, a challenge, uh, the... It's a three-day overcome self-sabotage challenge. So uh, it'll be... You'll be able to find that on my profile. I've ran that challenge before. Everybody really enjoyed it, really loved it. So, um, and it's, it's, it's very similar. It's a lot about those phases that I talked about here on today's podcast, uh, with you. So, uh, yeah, that'll be on my page. You can find that, uh, if you come to my Facebook, you can find my group, you can find my YouTube channel. And then once that challenge is, is posted sometime, maybe this month or the beginning of next month, uh, you'll be able to get access to that challenge. Cause I'm going to do it. It's like, going to be an evergreen challenge. So it's one of those things you can take it and it'll always be available so um i'm excited about that brilliant brilliant i'm I'm sure a lot of people will get a a lot of great benefits out of that as i have today with our discussion so i I thank you so much for your time heather that's that was brilliant thank you so much wow heather's such a powerhouse um with her information and understanding i really appreciate the time that we've had today and uh it's opened my eyes to different ways of looking at things and especially what i call the inner asshole i mean in the past, I've never really thought of actually uh, embracing that that being. I've usually just, I don't know, did a spiritual bypass by meditating it away. So in all honesty, I think I'll be um, finding a way to um, embrace that, that being and find out more about what they're upset about. So yeah, thank you so much for Heather. And uh, if you've enjoyed today's um, podcast episode, please share to your friends and uh, please, um, yeah, 
tell them about the show. And uh, if you can, give us uh, five stars on your favorite podcast app. That'd be really appreciated and write something nice. That'd be really nice too. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. And until next week, bye for now.